0: Two and two and one. Oh, shucks, I can't dance. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Open Gov, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories about what open government and open data look like. My name is Richard Pietro, and I am joined by Keith Liu. He is the in class entrepreneur for the Schulich School of Business the former open source lead for Microsoft Canada, and currently he is the chief strategy officer for Time Saved, which is a workforce management startup. Keith is here because in our last episode, I asked Jesse Hirsch, what is it that the open government and open data community needs to do during this COVID-19 period of social distancing and isolation? His answer was, to keep marketing open gov and open data to as many people as possible and Keith being the entrepreneur and a marketer that he is knows all about that Keith hello and thank you so much for helping us
1: Hey thanks for having me
0: So before we dive right into it and I apologize because this might sound like a silly question but I'd like for you to tell us like what is the art of marketing? What is marketing? Like, how do you describe marketing to your students?
1: You know, that's, that's a very good question. I think one that we tend to not think about. I mean, most folks tend to think of marketing in the let's call it the textbook sense, which is, you know, a bunch of activities or things that we do to communicate or exchange the value of the work that a company does to its target audience, usually its customers, its clients, or its partners. Um, That said, it sounds very convoluted and it almost feels a bit academic when I describe it like this. The way that I see marketing, and really when you think about it from a startup perspective or any business perspective, are the activities I need to do to convince you that I am of value to you so you can actually go and take an action. And so for most businesses, it's so that you would actually procure my product or my services or in uh, an organization that is not trying to sell anything, let's say government, I'm trying to just show you value so that you can actually engage with me to leverage, in this particular case, open data.
0: And again, and I do apologize, this might sound like a silly question again, but why would you say it's important? For the open government and the open data community to start taking a more entrepreneurial approach when it comes to sort of spreading the gospel of open government and open
1: data. <laughs> so why is marketing important? So, <laughs>
0: open government and open data.
1: Because yeah, yeah. And it's funny, right? And it's funny because we've you and I have chuckled over this for years. Um, But the reality is marketing is important. It's not just for open data and open government. Marketing is important full stop. All of us, everyone always says, we are selling every day. You're selling yourself. You're selling your ideas. You're selling your work. You're selling who you are. You're selling your company. That does not change when it comes to open data or open government. This is what we do. This is what we believe in. But until you have sold that message into the constituents that actually care or the constituents that you want to impact, if they're not sold on it, if they're not marketed to, then everything you're doing, well, you can't get the value or the message out there. So it is critical and it has been critical for, I don't know, it feels like a decade or so since I've been involved in the open data, open government space. And a lot of us have been saying, this is probably the biggest missing piece because we're all, we are, somewhat of an echo chamber you know the the group of us that really care and are passionate about this and we have done some tremendous work in open data and open government but let's be honest it's a very small subset of us that of, of the general population that are involved and or care about open data and open government and it's it's critically important to us to the government to society That we market. I'm doing air quotes here. It's a podcast, so you can't see this, but it's critically important for us to market or to sell the value of open data and open government to everybody.
0: Yeah, and it's so true because uh, there's a lot of initiatives that have been taking place inside of government to even just sell or market open government to other public servants within its own organization, and a lot of those initiatives have sort of fallen flat, which leads me to my next question in a way which is like what are some of the first steps that we as a community of practitioners should start to make when it comes to marketing and selling open government and open data to a larger audience?
1: You know, it's, and, and I'm going to speak at the risk of sounding stupid. um, But the way that I would treat it is just, just like how we would treat any other startup or business. And I think that's, that's the right way to approach this. How would you market, I'm doing air quotes again, open data, open government, if this was my startup and this was the product that I'm trying to sell? Well, then we would need to understand what the market is, right? You'd have to do your market research. Who cares? Like, not who cares. Like, we have to define who would actually care about the benefits and the values of open data after understanding who, we have to understand the value that it can potentially deliver to them. And after we understand that, we have to figure out what are the right ways of communicating that to them. And what is the, uh, sorry, even before that, what is the right product or service for when you think about open data and open government? What is it that we're trying to market to them? Is it the data sets? Is it, uh, you know, the data catalogs? Is it a specific type of data set? Is it what you can do with the data sets or the catalogs? Or is it beyond that? Is it, you know, this is a new way to engage with government. So before we can even think about selling or marketing to people, we have to think about what it is we're trying to market or sell to them. Because we have to understand them through and through. Look, we've been doing this for a very long time and I don't want to take anything away from what we, and when I say we, I mean, the, the government and, and us folks who care about it, we've been doing a lot of things and doing it very well for the for a long time, but we can do it better. And I think this is where it's, we have to do a better job of marketing.
0: It's interesting that you bring up, like we always talk about open government and open data and open data is very tangible. You can see it, you can download it, but open government is, it's more like a way of doing things. It's 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 not as tangible. It's an intangible. Yes. Which is, I would assume, even harder to market, to sell, because yeah. people can wrap their, their minds around it. Can you talk a little bit about those sort of differences between something that's you're marketing in a tangible like data and you're marketing an in intangible like collaboration and transparency and accountability?
1: And 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 I I love that question. It's one is very tangible and one is very intangible. And that's a great way of describing it. But in a way it's kind of like marketing a product and a service, a product like a car is very tangible, right? You know what you're getting just like a data set. Uh, but marketing a service, uh, you know, let's call it a simple service would be, you know, cleaning. That one perhaps is more tangible. But if you're thinking more like business services or technical services, let's say cloud services, cloud services is very intangible. Like it's very difficult for someone to grasp. What does that mean? Or if we want to even go more, uh, even higher level than that, Let's sell uh, business transformation or innovation or modernization. This is something that the business world or tech world has been selling for the past decade, probably longer. Right. Modernization and, and digital transformation. How many times have we heard these words in government or in business? These are at the level, I would like to say, of open government. But it's we have figured out how to sell those. So how how you know why can't we figure out how to I'm doing air quotes again sell open government? It's at that level of intangibility. It's it's intangibleness. It's it's an idea. It's a concept. It's a whole construct of things put together. But many organizations have done incredibly well selling them, and we should absolutely be able to do the same thing with open government. I'm gonna
0: I'd like to add another element to this, and I and I'm probably taking you a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I do apologize, but let's see where this thread goes. You talked about sort of, you know, that open government is an intangible, and you gave us some examples. But in my head, I've always sort of put open government more like as a cause, very much like say climate change awareness, or talking or marketing, or selling the idea that climate change is happening and and, and marketing that, or something even like as simpler, like social media. Yeah. Right? Which is you don't market social media. Twitter will market their social media tool and some organizations will have awareness campaigns, but where does open government sort of fit within that realm? Or do you think it fits closer to that
1: realm? I think it does. And you know what you may, when I was speaking, that was exactly the parallel I was almost drawing climate change. Um, climate change there's a lot of tangibles that can go into climate change all the you know renewable energy and uh, carbon footprints and all these things that we talk about about climate change all the tangible actions that we can do all the products and services that can be built into it but climate change as a as a as a topic is probably at the same level or similar level as open government um so i i fully agree but i would say that now is Better the best time or better than ever. Uh, climate change is one of the most critical importance that we talk about now. And, you know, people and younger people in particular, uh, this is something that they are very familiar with. And it's, I hope, and I assume, I'm, I'm, I'm regrettably uh, very active on Reddit or as a consumer, so I can see how, how often climate change is discussed. Uh, but you can see, I, I can absolutely see if open government was positioned the right way, you know, transparency, access, um, accountability, these things ring in the same realm for me. And, I, and, you know, especially, you know, now that we're talking about in a world where you're dealing with COVID-19, again, all of these things are, are, are critically important. I think no time better than now. A moment ago, you were just talking about
0: positioning open government the right way. Mm-hmm. And you, you said you've been in the space for about a decade, so have I. And I don't think we've had the traction that I thought we would in terms of growing the community. Obviously, obviously, there's been some advancements, but I don't think we've had as much traction as we thought. So do you think currently open government and open data our position incorrectly, like have we not resonated with the with the public at large, like we're not being relevant with them
1: we, we full, absolutely we are not we haven't done um, as good as a job there to be relevant, and it's on us, on all of us, right and you know you and I together and a much bigger team, obviously it's not just you and I, but i don 't know how long ago when we did the open government tour that was a pretty cool thing and we touched a lot of people and we had a lot of eyeballs but since then i don't recall another i want to call it a campaign but another thing that has really tried to get that much reach or like you you are probably a lot more well versed in, in this than i am what what other things have we done uh, and when I say we is we the open open community, what have we done that has really touched um, citizens? I just I don't I can't think of too many things.
0: Certainly not in that context where the open government tour was really about the general public and creating the brand for open government and, and taking a hold of it. I think a lot of the conversations since then have pivoted to civic technology, and that community has grown immensely. Yes. Um, but the the ethos and the sort of the messaging of open gov and open data has been relegated to sort of the government itself uh whether yes. it 's through the open government partnership and and putting together an action plan but it is not a bona fide sort of you mentioned the term campaign, but it 's not a bona fide initiative or 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 marketing program to get more eyeballs on
1: Where- open gov. And, and you know what? I, I realize the more I talk, the more I sound like a hater. <laughs> and, I, and I'm I'm absolutely not. You know more than I am. I'm a fanboy, just like you. You're a much bigger fanboy, but I'm a fanboy of all the things that our open community have been trying to do and are doing um, for the longest time. And so, if I sound like a hater, I absolutely don't mean to be. I just uh, perhaps my mind is always on what can we, you know, being an entrepreneur and a consummate all i do is problem solve is you know what can we do to make things better um, well, first
0: of all i don't think you're sounding like a hater in any way shape or form we're just acknowledging that we can do a lot more like you were saying so I, i'm on your side don't 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 feel bad for <laughs> having those thoughts but i want to bring it back a little bit sort of to the the art of marketing itself yes um, and, and it's sort of tapping into that brain of yours and i'll, I'll give you an analogy an, an analogy accountants have something called the the generally generally accepted accounting principles is there something equivalent to that in marketing maybe not codified like it is for accountants but are there any like hard and fast rules to marketing that marketers like professional marketers follow regularly
1: there there aren't unfortunately and professional I have to choose my words correctly here. There, there, unlike GAP, there there aren't a set of rules that marketing has to stand by or, or, or tried and true best best practices. For I think for a variety of different reasons, uh, accounting is obviously much more regulated and has a specific standard for regulatory compliance and all these you know business reasons. Whereas marketing is something that consistently shifts. Um, based on market trends market needs and you know the word you use was art to a lot of marketing there is art attached to it it's a lot of it is is uh, you know it's left brain as much as it is right brain at the same time we need to remove the fact that it's just art marketing is perhaps the the version of marketing that we have all kind of been inundated with is you know uh, you know that um art uh, that advertising agency where we see in television shows or movies where it's a whole bunch of people sitting around a room and dreaming up ideas of what would be a beautiful campaign. That's only one part of marketing. Uh, But marketing is all about driving impact. And what we learn in schools these days is that marketing that cannot be measured is not marketing or it's ineffective marketing. Marketing, just like any other core business function, like accounting needs to be accountable. And you have to be able to measure um, your tangible results that you're driving towards. So I guess this is my long way of saying it doesn't have a standard necessarily like Gap, but certainly uh, we still try to measure and still try to make sure that we're delivering impact um, back to the organization or business that the marketing team is accountable to, which will define what its core measurements are. So... Let's talk about that a little bit. What are
0: some of the core measurements that you'll find in the marketing world, especially when it comes to, say, brand ads? There's some marketing initiatives that drive people to a website or to buy more products, but typically a brand ad is just like, this is a Nike's great and yeah. Nike's going to be great for a long time and go Nike. That yeah. does not necessarily drive to a specific actionable action. Yes. How do you measure something like that?
1: Well, Also, I, I don't want to go... I, I I don't want to risk sounding like an idiot, especially because uh, a lot of my peers and professors at the Schulich School might listen to this and who are obviously 20-year pros at teaching branding or marketing. Um, but at the same time, there's there's two two very distinct things here. Even when we're saying we want to do branding, if we think about open government and branding. Yes, we want to create perhaps a brand or awareness of what open government is. But Nike as well, even when Nike does branding, Nike isn't just happy uh, about the fact that, uh, you know, a billion people know what Nike is. At the end of the day, branding doesn't sit in a silo all by itself. Nike as an organization would still care about who's buying my shoes or who's wearing my shoes. And so the core measurement still back to back to Nike is how many shoes am I selling? And so if we think about, yes, branding in, in itself is a thing. How many folks, what do people know about open government? What do people feel about open government? Do they, is it top of mind? Is it winning hearts and minds? This is all important at the same time what we will all care about, what the practitioners will care about, what our open data and open government teams are going to care about is how many citizens are actively engaged with open data and open government, right? So that the measurement that I would ultimately care about is who and how many are touching open government and open data. I'd like
0: to go on the other side of that question, uh, once again, you are a, a professor, a teacher at the Schulich School of Business. You've you've mentored a lot of people into the space. What would you say are some of the most common mistakes that marketing newbies make that the open government and the open data community should be aware of? Sort of like, what are the words of wisdom right here?
1: I think a lot of us, um, particular many of us who are not in the marketing world, I can and I'll, I'll start off with an anecdote. The first job, the first corporate full-time job I had was for a medical firm. And I was in there, you know, in the product side of the house. And back then I was really young. And, you know, when I thought about marketers, again, I, it almost felt like a, a, super, a superfluous or, or a job. It's a last, the last thing on my mind. Like the product team, we built great products. And the marketing, you just let people know about it. And I think that's... That's a big mistake that we have when it comes to marketing. It's kind of like we only include them after we've done everything. Now, okay, tell the world about it. The, what's more important is including marketing into the everyday life or the life cycle of building the product or the service. So that's, that's what I say is the number one mistake that a lot of companies, startups, whatever it is, enterprises have with marketing it is not something you do at the end. It's not something that you just tackle, that you just tack on. Uh, marketing is something that's a core function and is, you know, 50% of, uh, of an organization or, or the, of, of importance, I would say. If you divide an organization and say, hey, I, I'm starting a new company, um, you know, half the company needs to focus on building it. The other half of the company needs to focus on selling. So I'd say marketing is really important You need to think about it up front and not at the very end.
0: On a semi-related note, I'm, I'm going to try to to pair an analogy here of what you were talking about. You have sort of the product team and you have the marketing team and a lot of occasions they're separate that marketing is stacked on at the end. Now, I don't know how true this is, but at least on how I've observed it, I see that's what's happening quite a bit with government agencies where, you have the policy wonks, the people that are creating you know, new initiatives. And then you have the communications team of a government agency who's going to write a press release and put it out there. Um, can you describe maybe a little bit of the difference between what just say a government communications team would do compared to what a full-blown marketing team
1: would do? Well, and and it's not just a... And I have to be. I want to make sure I'm not confusing things. It's not so much that a communication team or a full blown market marketing team. It's not so much. It's not so much the size or the amount of people. It's about how intertwined and and collaborative the two teams are. And I, and I, I will take. I will just use an anecdote again from from the tech world. Um, when I first started at Microsoft, one of my managers said to me hey there are two there are two core functions in this company and you happen to work on one of them the comp the team that makes the product and the team that sells the product and it's important that these two teams work very close together because when i'm making it i need to know who i'm selling to so that i can build the right product and when the you know and that's the that's the marketer is the one who can tell you best about the person you're selling to. And so if the two teams are working together since the very beginning, and so not not just giving the policy and then go and communicate it. It's more about understanding the policy and working and uh, helping the policymaker shape the policy so that it's more receptive uh, or more acceptable to the end user. Does that make sense? I think it does, absolutely. And collaboration is one of the very...
0: It's it's a, it's a fundamental pillar of open absolutely. government, and yeah. I think uh, we talk a lot in government that there are too many silos, and yes. not just within you know agency to agency, but within inside a, a, a department, there's a lot of silos. So I think it's very relevant, absolutely.
1: And, and and you know what I think we are uniquely positioned, and when I say we now, I, I mean you and I and anyone who is, does not work in the government, because you know, like any like any organization, it could be within an enterprise, could be in an academic institution. When you are in the organization, if you're a government employee or uh, by extension, if you were a, tech, a company's employee or someone who works for a school, you are limited by certain uh, restrictions and policies within the organization. And I totally get it. This is how the organization works. But us being external people it's actually a great opportunity to collaborate and to work with these organizations because we, don't, we aren't bound by the same restrictions. And if we are able to facilitate that collaboration, and that's where you know the private-public collaborations are really great, um, I think it's an opportunity to break through um, and to drive change by working together. So...
0: You've done a really great job so far laying the land for us in terms of steps we need to take, advice we need to consider, the people we need to involve, and the goals we need to set. But now I'd like for you to sort of what's the word I'm looking for here? Give us the expectations for our results as we first go out there.
1: Because, go ahead. No, 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 sorry, keep going.
0: Yeah, because, you know, some marketing initiatives work, some fail, some go viral, some you put a lot of time and work and money in, and it it leads to to nothing, or or it leads to something, a behavior that's completely different than you anticipated. So I'd like for you to to tell us about those expectations or the expectations we should have for our efforts in marketing open gov, and open data.
1: So let let me put it a different way. What do you think, again, I, I don't want to use any specific company as an example, so let's say I was working for a major company, a tech company, or a retailer, or, or anybody at all. And my job was to market my product. And my product in this particular case happened to be open data, or open government, or product related. And I can't get people to, to buy, to download, to interact, to be engaged. What do you think would happen to me, or my job? You'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble. And so I, I think, you know, as much as we talk about open government and accountability, I think we need to hold ourselves accountable to the impact that we are driving with it. And we, we have to be very conscious of that. We, marketing is just like any other core business function. We can't just say it's an art. Marketing is something that is data driven. It's science driven, just like anything else. And so, our core metrics need to be defined and need to be defined concretely and aggressively or smart, right? It has to be defined smart. And so, you know, just like I would do with any other business. And if I was to run open, if this was a startup that we were starting, and open government or open data was something that I was trying to build and sell, and my livelihood depended on it, you bet there are going to be accountabilities accountables and, and there are going to be things that we're going to be holding that the team must hit these targets. And if we don't hit these targets, we're going to have to readjust and we have to do something about it. But ultimately it's my job to make sure we sell it. And if we don't sell it, then maybe we're not the right people. doing it.
0: So, and I'm going to challenge you a little bit, not because I don't trust what you said, but I am not of the opinion that we should treat government as a business necessarily as many would. Of course, yes, of course. Because the, the fundamental drivers are different. And yes. companies, you're trying to get someone to buy your product and government, you're delivering, delivering service for your clients. So how do those metrics change? So for example, a classic metric is return on investment. Yeah. In, in this case, it might not be entirely relevant that we spent a million dollars on this marketing initiative to, to brand open government and open data how would you, like, what would be a good metric that's not a return on investment for that kind of program?
1: But I, I want to challenge your challenge. Why can? Why should I not be measuring my return on investment? I, I have to. And in a way, I, I, I don't, I, I see where you're going there, that we shouldn't be comparing the government to a business. The government serves a very specific function. And again, I am, as much as I sound like a hater, I am not. And I'm very appreciative of the work that we're doing. But the accountables, I think we have to be held accountable. And I don't mean it as in a way of getting people in trouble. But it's, you know, it's our team's job to make sure that we're successful and impactful in the work we do. And as taxpayers and as citizens, we should hold our government accountable, right? So I I don't want to say that hey, you know what? We spent a million dollars on branding or outreach and on something and it didn't get what we're supposed to get and it's okay, we tried. No, that doesn't fly. It should be, we're spending our first $10,000 now. Let's measure what we're doing and let's learn from it so that the next 10,000, the next 25,000, the next 100,000, we can continue iterating until we get The metrics or hit the targets that we're supposed to hit and if we're not hitting those targets it typically means one of two things it means that we're not setting our targets appropriately or maybe we're just selling something that nobody wants actually
0: so and i do apologize i do apologize i think i may have asked the question incorrectly so i'm gonna ask the question again using some of the language that you just used okay When you're, when, let's say the government were to put together a marketing initiative to talk about how great open government and open data are. Yeah. What would be some of the appropriate metrics? Yeah. Measure the success in terms of return. I use return on investment as an example that the, the, the business community uses quite a bit, but that's like, we spent a million dollars and we got $2 million back. That's not going to happen in government. No, How do you set those targets?
1: So it could be depending. I mean, I assume a lot of times the way that we do this and I am not a government, I've never worked for government uh, directly, but I assume a lot of the measurements is we've spent a million dollars and it had two million dollars uh, of economic development. That That is a potential measure, right? So some sometimes there, there's a direct way to measure it. But in terms of, you know, uh, and I'm going to sound Really stupid, and some folks in a lot of folks in the government are going to look at me and roll their eyes right now when I say this. It's obvious. I mean, a lot of it is going to be just your KPIs. It's how many people are engaged, who is talking about it, uh, how many people are talking about it, how many people are uh, are doing tangible things with, let's say, open data, which is a core part of open government. Uh, open data again, if if it's the tangible side, I think the one thing that I think most um, municipal and provincial, I think even federal, the way that we look at uh, uh, engagement with our catalogs is how many times was the data set downloaded or how many people looked at it or uh, you know, how many end... I think the part that we may not be seeing yet, I don't know, is how many people did the end application touch from the data set that we have put up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if if it's like a, a data set on budgets, which I think it's one of the most popular data sets, if it's on budgets, how many people, it's not how many developers actually access the open data set, it's how many citizens or people actually use the applications that those data sets were used for.
0: No, and that's something that's very, I've had those conversations particularly with the city of Toronto and the government of Ontario uh, those are really hard to to measure because open data in and of itself uh, as di- distributed by those jurisdictions is through an open government license, which there's no real kind of tracking. It has to be self-reporting. Yeah. But you mentioned earlier something about KPIs. And I got to thinking about, I heard this many years ago. I don't know if it's still relevant. I don't know if it was even ever relevant, but I remember hearing something about instead of return on investment, it was return on objectives. Yeah. Is that something sort of in sort of the entrepreneurial world that that you guys use?
1: I, I would say nowadays, probably even less than previously. Um, you know, if we're talking about entrepreneurship and startups, the the community or industry has evolved and transformed quite a bit over over time. And you know, one can argue, as we always say, technology tr- seems to accelerate its transformation. The speed of which technology changes is just always increasing. I feel like that's the same when it comes to startups. This is, you know, the, probably the most famous startup story that we everybody has watched the movie for is, you know, Facebook. But the world has changed significantly since Facebook, and I, I would say now more than ever we are now performance driven when it comes to entrepreneurship and startups. And therefore it's ROI is a very, very, very core metric when it comes to startups. And it's I mean, no, no longer like even the you know, there were days when uh, uh, startups would, it's all about user acquisition. If I had 50 million users, I would be happy, right? Like there, there were days where there were times and to a certain extent, it's still relevant, but having 50 million users was a core metric of the success of a startup. But now that's beyond that. It's how are you, you know, again, this is the business world, is what is the monetization of those 50 million users? What is the economic impact? What is the return on my investment to get those 50 million users? Now, understand, understandably, open government and open data is, is in a very different place um in its life cycle so i'm sure we would all be super happy if there were 50 million active members or active users of open data we would all be celebrating we'd probably have a parade about it but at some point we need to it's beyond just how many people it's what is the impact of having that many people
0: and okay fern well, this is great um and i think at this time, we should probably start thinking about wrapping up the episode and I'm going to give you the opportunity right now. Uh, You have carte blanche. Is there anything that you'd like to mention that we haven't gone over? Do you have any questions for me even?
1: You know what? uh, You and I, we we talk a lot and I I don't think I have any specific questions for you and and feel free to to go this way as well. I think if anything, it's just my my perspective. I've, you know, I've, since I met you we've been we've been quite involved um, uh, in the in the open government and open data space and to to a certain extent i'm I'm slightly disappointed that we are not more ahead than than where we should be when it comes to uh, the progress of us as a community and, and making sure that more and more folks are involved and I think a, a large part of it is still the the challenges we're having with a, a public private partnership. I, I I don't think there's enough of it and don't get me wrong. We have done tremendous work to drive civic engagement, to drive um, all these committees and, and a lot of active involvement with uh, citizens and it's all amazing work. But if this was non-public, if this was in the private sector, We'd be, you know, we'd be shut down as as a company or as a team a decade ago. And so I, I would challenge um, our peers um, to, you know, to really work together more um, and to really try to break the mold of this is how we're used to doing things. This is the pace of which we're doing things because if we continue down this pace, we're going to have the same podcast 10 years from now, Richard, and we're still going to be talking about, hey, what should we be doing with marketing open government? Yeah, we, I, need, we need to accelerate and we need to change.
0: Uh, and I couldn't agree more. And that's pretty much what the message from Jesse Hirsch was uh, on the last episode. And the thing is, is, is open government and open data for the most part is relegated to government agencies who are very cost conscious and marketing is not necessarily the business that that they're in. We obviously have a few more companies coming out here and there that are open data driven, that may be even open government driven. But again, they're mostly, you mentioned earlier, like on the technical side of things, uh, working alongside government and putting together programs and initiatives. But when it comes to actually reaching out to the masses and, and putting out a giant message out there, that open government, open data is, is here. Yeah. You just need to implement it now. Um, I don't think you're right. We've done that great of a job because there's not many people within government and outside government that are actually allocating those marketing mindset and time to open government, open data. And that's why I'm glad that you were kind enough to join us uh, or join me, I should say, in, on this podcast and talk about the importance of it all.
1: Can I, can I, give, can I have, add one more thought? By all means. turning open government more and more to things that are viral, or I don't like using that word, but something that is used en masse is probably critically important. And so whether it's working with entrepreneurs or startups or large corporations to, so that they can better leverage open data um, and publicize that they do this, I think that would be a huge boon again let's say that uh, apple came up with a new application or a new product and open data was a core part of it and they probably have products that do that but perhaps what they should be doing for us is maybe advocating for the fact that hey a core part of why we're amazing is because we're using open data and you should find out more by doing this that would be huge and if it if it was apple but by the same time we are growing are the next Apple or the no the next Instagram or the new Twitter or the next Twitter every single day? That's what entrepreneurs and startups do, which the cities and municipalities, uh, pro- provinces, and of course the federal government have access to. There are plenty of great businesses that are being built every day. If we can partner with the right ones and have them become advocates for open data and open government, that's a quick and easy way. Of ensuring that the world knows, or at least all of Canada knows, that Canada's next best, the next big businesses out of Canada are using open government and sorry are using open data and are supporters and benefactors of open government.
0: And what a great way to end the episode that way on a on a very uh, uh, tangible (laughs) tactic that we can use. Um, but before we close things out, uh, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about you, a little bit, because as mentioned in the introduction, you have a ton of projects going on. You're time saved, and you're you're a professor at Schulich and all that, or at least an instructor. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you have cooking and, and going on right now?
1: Yeah, and, and and it's interesting. This is the the right time, I suppose. I mean, I've I've been uh, entrenched in the entrepreneurship and well, enterprise space in Canada for a very long time. And my passion is to build, you know, Canadian businesses. That's what I love. That's what my passion is, which is why I'm so involved with York University and any incubator and accelerator that I work with. Um, I'm currently working on Project Next, which is a bigger platform to support more and more uh, Canadian Uh, businesses, whether you're a startup or a scale up or you're a keep going. Um, But all I want to do is just make sure that we're building the right tools and support and advisory um, for Canadian businesses. Stay tuned. I'm sure uh, as the the next months move on, especially given our current um, situation that we're all in, uh, we're trying to accelerate this so we can help businesses because this is something that we all need right now.
0: And that the truth. And, um, I'm going to thank you dearly for taking part in this interview and being so insightful with your answers and uh, and exploring how we can advance the open government, open data movement or, that very, or at the very least be much more efficient about doing it. And I also want to thank our audience for listening and uh, please again, leave a rating or a comment on how to make the podcast better or if there's any guests or any stories that you'd like to hear. So until next time... Let's make it open.